Welcome to Carpe Diem, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time listening to us talk about how life and family affect us achieving our financial goals. Financial goals. What are we going to talk about today, Dusty? Well, we're going to talk about changes in your career. You know, they can be one of the most stressful things that happen, kind of sometimes only behind death, divorce, and personal injury. And even when that change is positive, that feeling of transition or the unknown creates discomfort. Discomfort. I like that. Yeah. Discomfort. You know what happens with discomfort? Discomfort leads to change. Right. You know, it can be good or bad. It can be good or bad. And right. that's really what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a few different things, some not so good and some good. And we're going to talk about how, uh, when it comes to your finances, how to do the right thing. We came up with some do's and don'ts today. But before we go there... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was doing some research with the U.S. Department of Labor, and the good news is, people, unemployment continues to trend down. However, 6% of Americans, which translates to 9.7 million people, are still unemployed. Now, here's the really interesting part of all of that. Long-term unemployment, which is 27 weeks or more, is fairly consistent, but it accounts for almost 45% of total unemployed. So 45% of Americans who are unemployed have been unemployed for a really long time, and they're probably in some true financial stress. Right. We call that a caveat, right? The caveat is. Right. So yeah. What else did you find? Well, on the flip side, I wanted to give the good news of this. You know, in March, the Labor Department uh, said there's almost a million new jobs uh, that have been created. So I wanted to look at it from the promotion side to see who's getting raises and job promotions. And according to an August 2020 study by Qualtrics, men were actually three times more likely than women to receive a raise and or a promotion during the pandemic. Interesting. That is interesting. Wow. I wonder why that is. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before this. And I think one of the reasons, that, you know, when we were talking about men and women, by no means do we ever want to classify in groups that way. But some of the things we talked about were maybe the fact that women were doing what during COVID? A lot of them. Well, I mean, you know, even if women are working from home, they might be dealing with kids who are homeschooling at the time. And so the focus was on hunker down and just make sure the family and the job is all stable. Right. As far as we've come to society, we've come so far, but we still have those moments too. And, you know, I think back to even my family, you know, my wife and I, we both had to hunker down and for her, it really was about, you know, cause she's home teaching and she's with our children. So maybe, yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know. Uh, the other one you know, we came up that I thought about when, you know, I, I said this jokingly, but it's like, for some reason, maybe men are more inclined to ask. And I don't know why that is. And that might go back to those normal, those old roles that we used right. to have. And maybe that's still sort of in our society. I mean, I don't know. It's just, those are just thoughts. Yeah, but very interesting. So women, ask for those raises. Ask for those raises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Especially right now, ask for them. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about detail and like, like why now is a good time or not to. So... Our first thing we're going to talk about today is what? The do's and don'ts if you Uh, have lost your job, what to do with your finances. Yeah, so this is the the, the one we said we're going to have a little good and a little bad. This is the one that's bad. So if you lost your job, the do's and don'ts, right? So uh, we came up with do's. The first do is you want to make sure you apply for unemployment right away. And then get ready for that start to start that job search. Uh, And you know, you're going to deal with that that emotional part of it, right? And And I get that in... I, it's okay to take a week off. Right. It's, and I always think about this sort of like when something, a death in a family happens, you go through those stages. Right. It's it's a it's a grief process, right? When you lose your job. Right. So, you know, maybe take that week off and get ready to, you know, hone up that, that, that resume. Polish and the resume. To, yeah. So, you know, stay calm, 
you know, go through the process, maybe take a week off. But the first thing you want to do is contact the unemployment and file for unemployment. Mm -hmm. So and what, then start start your job search using, you know, get get active, start using your network of people, update your LinkedIn, all those fun things. Right. And yeah, you know, your network's really important right now. This is where you, you know, when you, you've met people in business and you have friends and you have uh, people that are in the same industry that you're in, this is when you reach out to them and you, you don't be embarrassed to say, hey, I'm looking. Because some, right now, a lot of people that have lost their jobs, it's not because they weren't performing. It's because just of what has happened with you know parts of the economy right. where it's contracted. So make sure you you're looking at that, and that's that's not only during you know this time during the economy, but it happens all throughout you know history of the economy. It's ups and downs, and sometimes that happens. And the good news, the job market's pretty strong right now. There's a lot of jobs out there. Right, there so, are. There's a lot you can look for. Yeah, number two would be to assess your budget. And, you know, we talk about long-term savings and, and emergency savings in a lot of our podcasts. And the very reason that we do that is for things like major life changes, like a job loss. So you need to know how much do I have in my savings and prioritizing what's happening with your budget to know how long can I last using my savings before I'm in some real financial trouble. Right. And, you know, this is that horse. We keep beating it and we're going to keep beating it, but we're <laughs> doing it for a reason, right? Right. Because this is... What we've been talking about, getting to that point, if this ever should happen, hopefully it never does. Mm -hmm. But if it does, it's going to help you sleep better at night. Okay. And then the last one is really to take 30 minutes to cut your household expenses. And you think it's going to take way more time than that, but it's really not. And you want to look at the big three, which are what? You want to look at your insurance, mm -hmm. see if you can find a way to cut some insurance. Number two is entertainment. So that's the, 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 the coffee, the dining out. Uh, those things you do for fun, right? Right. Uh, Plus really the Netflix the, and the subscription yeah, all the services. subscription services. You know, maybe it's time to cut down, get rid of the, if you got cable, maybe it's time to call and say, hey, I'm sorry, I lost my job. And just keep your internet and, and go from there. Mm -hmm. And the third one is? House and car. Um, you know, maybe you're renting a car, not renting, maybe you're leasing a car and you're able to get out of it now. Maybe you can cut back on gas that you're putting in your car, whatever it is, but look for the big rocks first. Right. Find, find what those, those ways are to save that money. And, uh, once again, we talk about it all the time, the budgeting and the savings. And it's, if you've done this, it's going to help you through it. And if not, guess what? You can do it now. You're going to be able to do it. Uh, and we're going to talk about ways for, for help out there if you need it eventually. Right. Right. Okay, so you've lost your job. Here are the things to not do, don't yeah. do, right? These are your don'ts, right? The You're do, right. do, do, the don't, don't, don'ts. Mm -hmm. So number one, don't stop paying your bills. <laughs> you know, don't <laughs> stop paying your rent, your mortgage, uh, your auto, any of them, especially your big ones, though. Especially, I would say, you yep. know. House, roof over the head, right? You got to have that roof. You got to have some place to live. So make sure you pay that. Keep paying that one. Uh, you know, keep trying to pay that auto payment because when you do get that job, you're going to need that that car to get back and forth. So, uh, you know, if you need to contact your, you know, we always say what when it comes to if you're not going to pay a payment. I mean, we've definitely, we had a whole podcast on bankruptcy. So if you're looking at that option, definitely go back to that. But, you know, one of the things we said in that podcast was to make sure you go contact your billers and let them know the financial situation you're in, because they are going to be more likely to make concessions for you, especially for house and car. Um, so start there first. Right, yeah. I mean, we, we do work in the financial industry and the last thing we want to do is repossess your car no, or, we do not want or your foreclose car. on your house. I mean, believe it or not, we don't want to do that. So- mm -hmm. But if, you, if, if, if you're not paying your bill and you're not contacting us, we don't know what's going on. And it's the same way no matter who you bank with. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're having that conversation. Um, number two, don't try to refinance something like your mortgage or your car if you've already lost your job 
because number one, you're going to hurt your credit mm -hmm. because they're going to pull your credit and then they're going to find out you don't have a job and they're going to say, we can't do this until you do have a job. Right. So not a good time to put any money towards or put an application in for a refinance. Right. We, we've seen a lot of that. Uh, the answer is this, especially with refinancing mortgages, they're, they're going to, you have to have pay stuff. Proof in. of income Proof is of what income. that's called. Mm -hmm. there, was a, there was a law passed uh, after the last big bubble in 2008 and you have to have proof of income. So if you if you actually apply and you start the process and then they ask you for proof of income and you say, well, I'm sorry, I just lost my job six weeks ago. That's why I'm doing this. The answer is going to be, I'm sorry, but no, we can't give you the loan. Yes. Okay, same applies with credit cards. Don't go out and apply for a credit card thinking, I'm going to put all my expenses right now on a new credit card because, again, it's going to hurt your credit and proof of income is needed to get a credit card as well. Yeah. And number three, don't start using your credit card excessively. Uh, you know, the idea is I'm just going to use my credit card to get me through, mm -hmm. which is a great idea as long as you have a job in a month or two. But what if you don't? Right. Then those bills are going to start coming in at a high interest rate and you're going to be unable to pay those as well. It's a lot of debt there. All right. So after the bad, I mean, let's talk about the good stuff, right? Ooh, yeah. You've got a promotion. You've got a new job. So what oh, is that? shush it. <laughs> you're my boss. I never got one of those. <laughs> So. All right. So some do's, what you should do for your finances when you get a promotion. And you guys are going to love these. Oh, yeah. Number one, Dusty, what do we I do? Mean, they are. They're going to love these. Number one, build up your emergency and short-term savings. They're uh, all so boring, aren't they? Back to beating that horse again. <laughs> so you got the big promotion. Ooh. You need to start putting some more money in that savings account because you need that emergency in case something should happen. Right. And had you lost your job, you would know exactly what we were talking about. So emergency savings, that $1,000, and then your short-term savings, which what do we recommend people save in their short-term savings? Yeah, we want three to six months of living expenses, basically, to pay for your rent, to pay for your car payment, to keep you know the heat on if, right. it's, if, it's, if it's cold out or you know, a little air conditioning or a fan on in the summer when it's cool, hot out. Okay. Cool. Great. So after that, then what should people do with their oh, you promotion? You guys love this one. You need to increase your 401k contribution. Woo, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so you just like go, I'm just going to ratchet up a little bit more. So if I ever got a promotion, I would go and, you know, contact my HR department and say, hey, let's take a portion of that and let's increase my percentage of my 401k. So I'm at 8% now. I get a promotion and maybe I jump up to. I don't know. One. 10%, 10, yeah. 9, 10, 11, whatever. I don't know what your promotion is. I don't get a promotion, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> but the, the purpose of doing that is if you don't see it, you're not going to miss it, right? Right, yeah. So, yes, yes. And it's going to be such a small amount. It's going to yeah, be beneficial. Yeah, you guys, like I said, we're so I'm so much fun here. The answer is really you want to sort of keep living like you didn't get the promotion, which I know isn't exciting. So. Right, but it's practical and it's responsible money management. Right, All right. I, I am so responsible. Number okay, three. so number three, you want to look at your tax bracket situation, especially if you got a new job that's a significant promotion over your last one. It might bump you up into a, di a different tax bracket or change your withholding amount. And the last thing you want to do is get caught in that situation where you're going to owe taxes at the end of the year. So talk to HR, do the worksheet and figure out what tax bracket you should be in or stay in. Yeah, I think the other part of this is if you're a 1099 employee, in other words, you you know, you get a, you go work for a new company, but you're a 1099, which means you pay your own taxes mm -hmm. and you go to one where you're going to make even more money, you know, you need to save more for your tax bill because it is going to come in because 1099 employees, they get a tax bill, right? They don't they don't it doesn't it doesn't take it, it for self-employed, they don't take it out of a paycheck. It's not withheld by your HR department. 
it's actually you have to pay the tax. Bill. Okay, so that's a 1099. 1099 employee. is a self employed. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if I'm a contractor or I work in sales and I get paid a big, I get paid commission only, you might be a 1099 employee. Mm -hmm. So the tax bill comes in on, you know, you have to pay that on the 15th of every year. So you need to save for that. Right. Okay. And the last from the fun sucker. <laughs> I'm the fun sucker. That is hilarious, man. My household, I've never been the fun sucker. I guess I'm becoming that the older I get. Uh, but yeah, this is a fun one here. Reduce all your debt. Go and check your debt out and see where you can start paying it down real quick, as much as you can, as quick as possible. Now, the great part about that, though, is Dusty, as you're over shaking your head, <laughs> once you reduce it and it's gone, you have extra money. And now you can change your lifestyle. A little bit. Okay, so I actually, I, I went through this when I went from my first job to my second job, and it was a pretty significant increase. And that was the time that we looked at our student debt and said, you know what, we could eliminate this in a year if we just put that extra money towards it. And so something that would have taken me an additional three to five years to pay off, we eliminated in a year. And so. you know what is funny is if you've never done this before and you start doing it, you're so relieved. You just didn't realize how just paying that minimum every month was really biting into other things in your life. Cause mm -hmm. you know, you thought, you thought going out to dinner was the most important thing. Uh, but once you pay off that debt, you can, you can sleep better at night. You know? right. And once you have that savings in there, you can sleep better at night. This is really what this is about. And, you know, for a guy telling you this, it's an insomniac. I mean, trust me, I'm glad I can do these things because if not, I'd be up even more. Right. Okay. So we've gone through what you should do when you get a promotion. What are the don'ts? What are the don'ts? Well, you tell me what the number one is. But well, tell me what the number one is, Dusty. Go on. <laughs> I thought you were going to call me fun sucker. Yeah. Um, okay. So number one, don't throw your budget out the window. Keep living at the same lifestyle that you that you were. But don't let that lifestyle creep creep up on you. You know, you go, hey, now look, I get it. When I came treat out, yourself, right? treat yourself a little bit. That's that's okay. And we talk about windfall money. When it comes in, most of us get windfall money. And we go out and we just blow it. Well, I'm not saying don't go have fun. I'm right. just saying let's take care of these other things. And let's not all of a sudden act like, hey, all of a sudden, you know, we got a nice raise, but we're going to act like we got three times the raise we got, mm -hmm. which is what I see a lot of people do. And then what happens is they actually rack up more debt than they did before when they didn't have a higher paying job. I meet with a lot of different people on the socioeconomic plane. And I can tell you, I've met with people that make all kinds of money. But they're in so much debt. Mm -hmm. And I've met people that don't make a lot of money and they're not in debt. And it's it, it really does happen that way. And it really all comes down to budgeting and lifestyle and balance. Yes. Right. Yeah, that lifestyle creep. So yeah. that kind of leads into the second one, which is don't go splurge on a big ticket item. Yeah, not, yeah don't go by the boat. Don't go by the boat. Don't put it in the pool. You know. Wow. I don't know about that. It sounds fun to me. No, it's a joke. I always tease you about pools, right? Uh, insurance companies love it when you have a pool. Um, that way you get the you get the insurance on the pool, and then you get the, the umbrella insurance, right? You and have then I was to. thinking, you know, the, the joke of a what's the what's the boat joke? There's the two best days of owning a boat, or when the day you buy it and the day you sell That's it. That's right. Right. No, I thought you were going to say the best thing about having or not. The best thing about boats is having a friend who has a boat. Oh, that's the best right? thing about that's, it. Yes, yeah, yeah that's what you want. and a friend who has a pool. Right, yeah, I, I love that. So yeah, don't go splurge on the big item. You know, if you want to go out for a nice dinner, go out for a nice dinner. Right. Uh, if if you've gone and you've got a car that runs fine and you you know there's no need to go out and buy the brand new sixty thousand dollar car because you've got a raise. Uh, it's just, it's not the way to go. I mean, I think the perfect example of it is if you want to look historically, look at Sam Walton. Mm -hmm. Here's a guy that was the richest man in America who drove around in a beat up pickup truck. 
Mm-hmm. He didn't have to have a pickup truck. I mean, he could have had any car he wanted to. Uh, you know, another one I think of is we think of Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know who Warren Buffett is, Google it. Hopefully you do. But, you know, Warren Buffett, you multi-billionaire, right? Yeah. His breakfast is still McDonald's. He's got a budget. He stays under $4 when he goes to McDonald's for breakfast. And Dusty's laughing. Why are you laughing, Dusty? Because I have a Sam Walton story. I actually met Sam Walton once. I was 12 years old. I was playing in Hearst, Texas in a softball tournament. And we were at Walmart for whatever reason. And he walked into the Walmart. He was there for a promo thing. And he had forgotten his belt. And so he literally went to the men's section, pulled out a $10 belt and put it on. So, he, yeah, very frugal guy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He came to Walmart to get his belt. He sure did. He sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I bet his clothes look like. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, he shopped at Walmart. Yeah, so. and that's, gr- that's great. And, you know, he could have a yacht and he might have. I don't know. But, you know, the answer is don't get the yacht just because you think you got a little race. Because actually, you know, we're, I'm sort of dragging this one out. But let's be honest here. This goes back to the other part we were just talking about losing your job. If you get to the point where you you get this successful and you've got these promotions, you can always lose that job. Mm-hmm. Especially when the economy gets bad. Those are sometimes the first jobs that go are the high paying jobs. Right. So make sure you're still able to function at, at that lower level. Good point. And then last one, and I thought this was a, <laughs> a funny one, and you, you actually came up with it, but I think it's a really good one, is don't loan money to family and friends. That's right. Um, you know, sometimes when you become successful, they think, well, you're not going to miss the money. Right. And um, that's not always the case. And it's not really about missing the money. It's, it's about, you know, creating that habit of them coming to you as well. I mean, I'm all for helping somebody if, if they really need it. But, hey, set up some parameters. You know, we, we have seen we've seen athletes in this country that, you know, end up making millions of dollars and. They give money to their family and friends, and next thing you know, they're bankrupt. Right. Yeah. So, yep. you know. Okay. So, let's do a little recap. Let's go back to you lose your job, do's and don'ts. Let's do it. All so, right. Number one, do apply for unemployment and start that job search. Number two, assess your budget. Number three, take 30 minutes to cut those household expenses. Look at those big items. Okay. If you've lost your job, don't. Don't stop paying your bills. Don't try to refinance. And don't start using your credit cards to actually make up for those those things you don't really need. Right. Okay. Got a promotion? Do. Build your emergency and short-term savings. That's that horse again. I, I'm always getting on. You're always beating. Oh, no. I don't know about beating. <laughs> okay. Number two, increase your 401k contributions. Right. Number three, check out your tax situation. Make sure you're saving for the right amount of tax or have the right amount coming out of your paycheck. And four, reduce your debt. Let's talk about the don'ts. The three don'ts are, number one, Dusty. Don't throw your budget out the window. Yeah, watch out for that creep, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, don't go splurge on a big ticket item. Don't go buy the boat. Yep. And number three, don't loan money to your family and friends. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. All right. So for many of us, career status not only affects our income, but our sense of self and purpose. So whether your job change is positive or negative, take the time to recognize the emotional impact of it all. And then relate that emotional impact to your spending or savings habits. And being aware of how you react in those situations is really the first step to creating balance and a good, healthy budget in your life. Right. And remember, if you need help determining what to do, 
you know, go to your credit union and ask for help. There's, there's, there should be certified counselors there or your bank or the local community centers have those as well. So there's always somebody out there that can help you find a way to, to work through this and navigate these, un, you know, especially when you lose your job, these, those times that you're not aware of, yeah. used to. And don't be, don't be afraid to do, especially if you're in that 27 plus week um, unemployment and your budget is really starting to suffer. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Nobody is going to judge you. Correct. So. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a seven-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to, Jamie, help improve your financial life. To learn more, visit FCFCU. To learn more, visit FCFCU.com. And if you like what you hear, where can they find us? Uh, you can go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and the All Indiana podcast network. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day.